Welcome to The Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, also known as Inspired by Your Beauty Effulgent. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is episode 17 of season 2, Passion, one of the best. Yeah! We're going to be talking about blah, we're going to be talking about characters, and we're also going to be talking about death and fiction. So, spoilers abound for this episode, and any episode before it, after the comics, and possibly either even other shows and movies. We would never sneak a dead body into your bed. So keep on listening. Hello! It's been a couple weeks. How's everybody doing? Dana, say hello. I ate all the cheese I needed, and I feel better. Wow. What a callback. Sisha, say hello. How could you say that and not say in my heart, tis grown a bulge in it? Uh, yeah. That's the best part. Inspired by your beauty of Bulgin. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're here to talk about Passion. One of, obviously, all of our favorite episodes of this season. For me, this is definitely at the top. Obviously, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Written by Ty King, who has only done two episodes. Hire this, this guy. Hire him. And some assembly acquired. How? Yikes. Oh. Right? What a fucking night and day. What? How we, he doesn't write more on the show, I'll never know. But uh, this was directed by Michael Gershman, who does 10 episodes of the show, this being the first, including... Uh, a New Man, which is one of my favorites, where Giles turns into a demon. Seeing Red, obviously, where Tara dies, uh, and him, which is the one that isn't the Xander episode where everybody's falling in love with the guy. Kind of interesting. We've had two episodes now in a row where we have people that kind of show up for the first time now, but then don't really make their mark until later seasons. Yeah. That's kind of interesting that they kind of pull out some stuff. This once is they the first find one? Yeah. Their real footing, which I think is probably starting next year. Yeah, for sure. He's actually the director of photography, Michael Gershman, on mm. most Buffy episodes. And I think no that's shit. why we get that beautiful scene later on with uh, Jenny. Oh. So, before we get into the episode, which, forewarning, we really like this episode, mm. so we don't have a lot to tear apart. So we're going to see how that goes. Let's throw to our robots to figure out what was happening the week of February 24th in 1998. Robots! Thanks, Kelly. Stacia. Dale. We have two weeks to catch up on. Royston. Go. Take a moment to leave the Winter Olympics in Nagano, Japan. The closing ceremony took place on the 22nd. In sports, Dale Earnhardt won the Daytona 500 on his 20th attempt. In politics, the presidential line-item veto was declared unconstitutional. In weather, Kelly you may know about this, as Florida El Nino causes tornadoes to strike and kill 42 in the center of the state. In terrorism. Two white separatists are arrested in Nevada, accused of plotting biological warfare on New York City subways. I'm sure they were good people, and in Iraq, where I am still inexplicably stationed, Saddam Hussein negotiates a deal with UN Secretary General Kofi Annan allowing weapons inspectors to return to Baghdad and preventing military action by the United States and Britain. Patty, how is culture in these past two weeks? I'd be tripping if I said it was any good. Elton John became Sir Elton John so that's a thing. I mean, let's level with each other. Silk the Shocker charged it to the game as Destiny's Child watched and Donnie DeFranco hid in her little plastic castle. It was quite the ordeal, with Silk charged, the big bad voodoo daddy brought his army of Americana Deluxe, riding a potent dose of government mule. On a train, Madonna arrived with a ray of light only to have Scarface declare himself my homies with Silk. Before violence could erupt, Nashville Pussy shouted let them eat pussy and the event is remembered by wannabe cottonmouth kings as simply stoners wreaking havoc. Until an adaptation of those two weeks and music comes out, the wedding singer is the one we know, the others are Sphere, the borrowers, Senseless, Palmetto. Yeah, Karen. My love for you two will never die. Kelly, Stacia, Dunkaroo, back to you. Thanks, robots. What a thrilling week. Right? Let's started this the start right what happens in this episode um we are dealing with angel not having a soul we kind of took a, a break from angel not having a soul with the last few episodes and not really deal with that but things have been ramping up uh buffy got some roses in our last episode that said just a note that said soon and now she's getting drawings in her bedroom angel's clearly creeping about and uh we need to put a stop to this we try to find an uninvite spell to see if we can make him not have full access to our house at all times. Uh, during the process, 
that they're doing. They're trying to... All of our characters, Willow, uh, Cordelia is very concerned about her car. Mm-hmm. Giles, everybody wants to de-invite Angel, and that's kind of their mission during this episode. Uh, meanwhile, Jenny is on her own private mission to restore Angel's soul. Obviously feeling guilty for betraying her friend group, but also beholden to her, uh, the Calderash people, Uncle Enyos wants wants uh, angel to suffer eternally again but i don't think that's her motivation so much as making it um feels like it angel catches wind that yana is trying to restore his soul and in a very intense probably the most intense moment I of mean, the show Priscilla catches wind literally <laughs> yes she has a premonition decides to investigate uh, our little Spelling, shopkeeper it's happening dragon's cove and uh gets the information that they need to in a very dramatic scene of the the whole show so far i would only wait levy this against buffy dying because that's the only more the dramatic thing that could happen uh that's happened so far but this is a really shocking moment in the tv period Mm -hmm. uh jenny has her neck snapped and is killed by angelus and giles is obviously wrecked uh goes to seek vengeance on angel and his crew at the factory um and starts to lose the upper hand in the fight. Although a scene of him holding a baseball bat on fire is fucking amazing. And Buffy comes to bail him out at the last second, is understandably upset that he would go off and uh, try to fight that fight alone. But uh, they find solace in each other and he breaks down and they they hold each other in the street and then we end on uh, them in front of Jenny's grave. And that's how we end the episode. So really heavy, really good. A couple of firsts in this episode. But this first time we try to uninvite uh, a vampire from anywhere. First time we do this spell. First time we mentioned this new beauty dance, which I think we mentioned a couple of times, but we actually get to see in the episode The Replacement. Uh, Ira, Ira Rosenberg, mentioned by name, that's Willow's dad. We never actually see him on screen, but that's the first time we actually name him. Jonathan is the first person to ask for a book at the library since Owen, way back in Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. What do you want? A book? Oh. See, this is a school, and we have students, and they check out books, and then they learn things. I was beginning to suspect that it was a myth. Excuse me, but have you ever heard of knocking? We're supposed to get some books. On Stalin. Does this look like a Barnes & Noble? This is a school library, Sander. Since when? Uh, first major recurring character to die. Um, you could mm, yeah. make the argument that Darla was the first one, but only in retrospect, because she doesn't really become a thing until angel the show so it's not i don't count that so i would say jenny for sure is the most impactful one again outside of buffy who comes back so i don't really count them just Jen- jenny never comes back no yeah. uh, she and comes back in a vision to torment giles and then again to in torment this angel season or yes at the end see and that's okay but like but as, general, a, as an actual character no yeah, yeah, okay. uh first time we see angel drawing we don't actually see, do we see him drawing i don't think we get a shot no, of it but we never see him drawing we never see him draw in the history of any show yeah <laughs> probably I guess from now on, I'm going to be looking out for it. Looking for those angel sketches. Yeah, those little tiny doodles that he's doing up in the corner of his, you know, progress reports for his... Angel investigations. Angel investigations, <laughs> exactly. You know, you got to think he's bored, sitting there, you know, doodling. He made the logo for angel investigations. You, you would think. Is there a logo? Oh, yeah, this is a dumb little angel. It looks like a crab or something. Yeah, it's a, it's a silhouette of an angel, I'm pretty sure. It is, but it looks like a crab. So it's garbage. So whoever's <laughs> doing this... Is not Angel. I did put a note, like, who actually drew these? Because they did a good job. The one that looks like Sarah Michelle Gellar is spot on. The Christine Sutherland one's close. The Robbie Lamar one one's not, Jenny one's not so great. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the throwaway one. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're done with the season, but we need to get... We, somebody draw, draw Jenny. <laughs> she can't come in. Okay, well... Fuck it. I don't know. Just draw from memory. Who cares? <laughs> Doesn't draw, matter. Put her face at a weird angle so her nose looks real fucked up. Cool. Great. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's tough to talk about this episode because it is so good. It's definitely my favorite uh, that's happened in the show so far. And I think the only one that gets this close is Becoming, and I'll see once we get to the end of this if uh, if that one ends up being ahead or not. Um, it, it's really easy to pick out things that are ridiculous in this show, but I want to talk about everything that this show does right. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that in the context of this is the episode that changes Buffy tonally. Um Joss always likes to say how the pack was the first one that we knew we could get dark. And it is a dark theme, cannibalism, and your body being taken over by another entity and forcing you to do things that you don't want to do. 
you could say that same thing about Angelus. He's got a demon taking over his body. He's forcing him to do things that he doesn't want to do. I would say that Angelus is living his best life currently, which unfortunately for everyone else is that of a monstrous serial killer. He just likes to draw. <laughs> He's just He's a misunderstood artist. 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 Cultured. It's from Europe. Yeah. Um, this, the, even the, while the voiceovers at the beginning of the episode from Angel and throughout the episode are, are cheesy, I, I think it totally works. They work. Um, the very opening shot of them at the bronze and him talking about it, just the way that he's peering through the crowd and is looking at them. And I don't know why Buffy can't sense him, especially they're three feet away when they're exiting, but that's that's It was fine. a really wonderful scene, though, like just dancing, with Zan- especially with Xander. Yeah, the what we, we just, just did. did before, you know. It, it was nice that everyone was... Getting along. Friends, and like I just liked Willow and, you know, Buffy. and Arm and Arm and all and all and just, It was great. Yeah, it was hilarious that he then murders somebody as they've walked two steps away, Mm -hmm. drops the body as they're taking their third step, and then everyone's (laughs) fine. Yep. But that's Buffy. Yeah. Uh, The killing of of Jenny is so unexpected, and I we were talking before about how we felt like she was such more of a part of the show than she is. She's not in that many episodes, because it's not like she features or shows up in every episode throughout the show once she's introduced in the beginning, towards the beginning of the first season. She's in very few episodes. And, and they're off again, on again relationship, as you said, Stacia. They're mostly off. Mm-hmm. So she's not really even around during these these formidable points that, that you feel like. And I, I wonder how you do that in a show where you make this character bigger than she is in reality bigger than we see i feel like they really did that with tara too i always have way more of a vision of her in my head than they showed on on screen and with jenny she they just were going to reconcile we've been dealing with the events of the dark age this whole time until now and we're finally going to reconcile and that's why the death is so impactful and hurtful and painful because we're we're going to reconcile and then jenny Hmm. betrayed them I know you feel betrayed. Yes, well, that's one of the unpleasant side effects of betrayal. Rupert. And then they were maybe going to reconcile again. Right, that's true. Which tore my heart out. That was the worst when he left. It was so bad. I think Buffy nails it where, speaking for the audience, it's just like, I don't want to see Giles be lonely. Mm-hmm. And you make him happy. And like, we're fine. Fuck you. I don't. It doesn't matter if we're friends. But don't take it out on Giles. Like, mm-hmm. he wants to be here. And that was just... Great writing, and I think that's the reason why we love Jenny is that she she's not overwhelming as a character, so she's not she doesn't feel like a full ensemble cast member, which maybe would I don't know how that would have all worked out if it would have deadened the impact or made it worse. Who knows? But it was kind of great where you know you just kind of want them to be together, and then it feels like they are, and, and then, then they die. Yeah. In the whole history, I know you were going to bring up the weed and stuff, but. You know, this is an M.O. of his. It becomes the M.O., but it's not an M.O. at this point. And so when you start to introduce those things, you know when Giles is backing out of the room saying, I'll see you tonight, she's dead. And you know later on when people say things like that, there's a 50... It's not an 80, 90, 99% chance that, like, that's going to happen. It's a 50-50 chance at this point that they're going to die, that Jasmine's going to kill them. Mm. And I think that precedent is set kind of here. For sure. More than anywhere else. So. Well, it makes the show unsafe for the first time. For the first time. Like, you never think... Even killing Buffy, because we bring her back immediately, it didn't give you that sense of that. Like, nobody's safe in the show. We can lose anyone. And that's that's a powerful move. Yes. And it makes sense that he would do that. Uh, we talk about other times he's done that in a, in a little bit. But I kind of want to go through the episode more linearly. Linearly? Linearly. Um, just because it's the easiest way to talk about something when you don't have these big points because the whole episode is so good um, we finally Joyce hears about Angel for the first real time like she had met him before as a tutor but uh, college boy college boy Buffy actually admits only in college in 1803 <laughs> if even then if even then mm-hmm. yeah they had a whole chicken like a roast chicken not cut into Buffy's nope. picking out what looks like dry lettuce <laughs> And has half a slice of unbuttered bread on her plate. Yep. So Joyce's rankings are going down. Dinner's not very Joyce good. is the worst in this episode. I rank this as a positive for her. Oh my god. I rank it for, for <laughs> like Whoa. one out of five. I was pissed at the end when... I don't know. Is this a spoiler? No, no. Is it okay? What? Oh yeah. I mean, I want to talk about the dynamic between Joyce and Buffy just in this episode. Joyce and Buffy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Uh, but at the very end, well, not the very end, but when Buffy gets the phone call that Jenny is dead from Giles, and she's like, oh, and kind of drops the phone into Willow, and then Willow starts screaming or whatever, Oof. and Joyce is basically, get all away, Buffy! <laughs> Shows her the wall and is like, Willow, let me comfort you! And I'm like, Joyce, what the fuck? She went right for, for, right right for, for Willow. Willow. Yep. And I like to think that the smirk Buffy. on Angel's face was like, <laughs> I saw Buffy's you all along, Joyce. Your mom doesn't I, love you. <laughs> I saw you. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, Amazing, you mean. (laughs) So, I mean, I think this episode was frustrating with Joyce because we already saw the ideal reaction from an adult to the revelation that Buffy had sex. With Giles. With Giles. Mm -hmm. And him saying, if you want me to tell you, you acted Acted rashly, I can, but, you know, you couldn't have known what would happen. Yes. And obviously Joyce doesn't understand the full scope of the Angel slash Angelus relationship dynamic, but she doesn't need to to still offer that same level of, yes, it was rash, but I see that you're hurting and, you know. I swear, men can be such jerks sometimes, dead or alive. It sucks. Everyone goes through this. Well, the first conversation we have at the dinner table is of a positive vein. That's why I was like, oh, points for Joyce. I don't think so, though. I think it was kind of condescending, because she was like, let me guess, he changed, he's not the same guy you fell for, like, you should have been smarter, Buffy. Okay, she like, really I does pull like, a Joyce at the very beginning of the conversation, like where she's like, like what's wrong? You know, and the whole reason why Buffy's even talking to her is because she's trying to protect Joyce. She's like, just don't invite him in. Like, mm-hmm. this is the undercurrent of, don't invite him in. I'll talk to him, but do not give him an invitation. Like, please don't do this thing. Because, obviously, Joyce doesn't know that Angel... Is a vampire and murderer and a murderer to be yeah. locked out of the house magically. Um, <laughs> He's really superstitious. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't know. So the whole thing just really irritated me. Um, but I think the one of the most striking scenes in this episode, obviously aside from Jenny and Angel when she's killed, and then the scene with Charles finding her, is with Angel following Joyce to the front door when mm-hmm. she's like shopping and she's getting out of the jeep and angel standing mm-hmm. there in the yard waiting first of all standing waiting in the yard super creepy yes he thinks at this point that he has access to the house i guess buffy and willow are inside the whole time and he's just standing on the yard waiting which is weird but the but idea is so- he's gonna stalk joyce into the house and kill her well yes of yeah. course but it's weird that like they're already in there and he thinks he could just walk in and he could have just taken Willow and killed her or something, but he's waiting for Joyce to come home. He's specifically waiting for her. Mm-hmm. And she gets home and then he acts like exactly what Buffy made him out to be, which is this high school, college age boyfriend or whatever, that they're going through this breakup and, and he's obsessed. He wouldn't have known that either. I found that interesting. Like that's a weird that He played that card in. even though he had no idea. Yeah. He didn't need to. And he I, I played just, it to a complete T. He knew exactly what to say to just get under Joyce's skin and give her the sense of something's wrong here. I haven't been able to think about anything else. He's done this before with mm-hmm. other teenage girls. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and him saying the one that I wrote down is, I'll die without Buffy. She'll die without me. Like, mm. that's such an abuser statement to make. And Joyce immediately was like, are you threatening my daughter? Like, I just went through Ted a couple episodes ago. Like, yeah. <laughs> I got like, this. I just, I, so I liked that, like, bit of protectiveness. See, that points Joyce. Joyce showed. But... I think it was even more interesting the way that Angel, like, not only does he need to, or does he use force, he obviously just straight up snaps Jenny's neck. He's not afraid to, like, go to that point. He's planning on killing Joyce, but first he wants to, like, get under her skin and, like, make it clear that he's this horrible monster before it even happens. Buffy. I mean, it's all about her. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, even if Buffy wasn't there, I think he still would have been doing the same thing because he just enjoys that, Mm -hmm. um whole dynamic he loves art well, that's, I mean, that's what we're saying he loves art he wants to take a you know that's a part of his psychopathy I mean, he he's does, just like though. a crazy sadist yeah, like true. He, he wants that well because he was like but there's no poetry in ripping mm-hmm. her lungs out right i need poetry that's why he's leaving the roses that's why he's leaving the pictures that's why he's doing this with buffy's mm-hmm. mom like the whole thing he's just got this big like melodrama built up in his head which is what is the perfect way to destroy someone It lies in all of us, sleeping, waiting, and though unwanted, unbidden, it will stir, open its jaws, and howl. Um, and he does. Which is why he's so compelling as a bad guy. I agree. 
that he's such a, a good this monster. Mm-hmm. That was the thing I thought about a lot uh, watching this is that this is a really great standalone movie. They, they really did a perfect job of a horror movie, mm-hmm. uh, especially a 90s horror movie with the chase scene between him and Jenny where he's magically catching up to her. And then, mm-hmm. like, at some point, he is breaking into a full sprint and he would have caught her. But like, there's a point where he's just walking, doing no, that thing. No, he's shutting the doors. Oh, yeah. I've been locked out. Yeah. Tripping over with oh, some I can't open this cart. door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that it was like pitch perfect the for uh, yeah. <laughs> just wonderful. There's no way you could have avoided that. <laughs> Slowing down no wouldn't way have you worked. Have seen that happening. <laughs> he had to fly over it to the point that he wasn't even in the scene where Jenny looked down. I didn't see him. I think that he flew so far that he wasn't even a part of the scene. That's how anymore. he was able to get around up to a different I level. So. <laughs> he flew from that cart. <laughs> well, and apparently that was the end of the rope. He was like, "I'm speed running. I guess whatever I do, who knows." But it's such a great uh, horror movie because Angel is a perfect monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we all did not think that he would. We didn't know. Jenny, because the, the, the whole thing worse. has been tales of his depravity. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. This is where you get off. <laughs> I never get tired of doing that. And so you kind of expect him to hold back just a little bit. Like, he likes playing cat and mouse, and he likes making her feel miserable, but, like, would he go that far? And he does it remorselessly and instantly. Like, it's not a thing he hesitates to do to snap Jenny's neck. He just does it, and he enjoys the moment. And so I think it's interesting, because with Buffy, we know she's not ready to kill him yet. Like, she's already said that. But she does, in this episode, say At the very end. end, Once that's already happened, but Angel had to take that step for her to get to the point where she was like, I guess he really is dangerous. Like, Mm -hmm. there is no going back from here. So Giles is going to try to kill Angel, then? Well, it's about time somebody did. Xander. I'm sorry, but let's not forget that I hated Angel long before you guys jumped on the bandwagon. So I think I deserve a little something for not saying I told you so long before now. And if Giles wants to go after the, uh fiend that murdered his girlfriend i say faster pussycat kill kill you're right thank you there's only one thing wrong with giles little revenge scenario and what's that it's gonna get him killed so yeah throughout this episode the direction the writing everything was just really taut and dramatic everything felt great like i mean in the worst way yeah it was just a, a huge overwhelming sense of dread willow I mean, Allison Hannigan in that scene, them finding out that Jenny has died oh, with wow. the, just the music and no sound, which is something that, I mean, Joss wasn't the director on this, but obviously this Michael Gersh, Gershman fella uh, has that same sense of like, we need to drop out the sound and having Angel there to watch it all. I kind of wish they didn't even eyes. pipe in Buffy for a second because we did mm-hmm. hear her right off the bat. Well, you we needed to know that Giles was on the phone. We knew that Giles was on the phone. I, I guess that's, that's true, one too. of those, like, I just kind of, like a little tiny nitpicky. I wish they didn't even put any sound at all, but I get it. I mean, it's a TV I don't show. think you, you needed gotta... it because by the time she started crying or whatever, it would have been obvious. 100%. So, and her just sinking to the floor. Especially because Giles was like, I need to make a phone call mm-hmm. right before. Oh, that's true. Phone call. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Okay, it, fair enough. But they still did it because it's convention and like, mm-hmm. oh, we got to make sure no just one's make lost. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and he, but like, do you want to try to cheers? Like, well, like you can join us. Doing it. Doing it. Yay! <laughs> it made no sound, but it was Anyways, I don't know how it aired on TV, but there could have been a commercial break there, so it might have just been that beat of "Remember where we are." Yeah, oh, uh, that's true. Oh, that's a good point. Anything about that? But uh, I mean, the impact of the, of the scene is, is still there for sure. And oh, Alison Hannigan scream yeah, crying oh is yeah. just like, whew. she kills it. Yeah, she does. She really she, does. she. There's no she way to see her face. Really well. Even with her fish, you know that whole scene where mm-hmm. her being silent as she finds out her fish are dead mm-hmm. and pulling them out—that was really. Effective. And you hear Buffy on the phone. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. and then you're just, well, that's the tension. You're so upset. You're like, this is turning into a horror movie. Answer the phone. Say something. Buffy's about to, like, really freak out and come at you. Like, what's going on? What do you see? What's happening? Mm -hmm. Hey, sorry about your fish. It's okay. We hadn't really had time to bond yet. Holy shit, the fish. And then she's just, next scene, sitting in the bed with her. (laughs) Which is, thanks for letting me stay the night, Buffy. One of the best. That's what the show does so well. I like that she was worried about that yeah. still. So, so many well. people get upset about that sort of tension thing. I think it really takes like a really good director or great writers to make that work. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is a great example. Some people hate the humor that then follows a dramatic moment. Oh, whereas they I don't think like that levity? That, yeah. Right. So I think it's like <laughs> either you don't like levity or you don't see the beauty of 
the juxtaposition. And I think that this show does it so well. And I think Guardians is a great example of something that is born of Buffy, which is tension, tension, tension. Oh, huge relief. You know, two, I mean, our two friends sitting there with a steak. Thanks for hanging out with me. <laughs> Everything's okay. And it's you like, oh, all right. those moments, though, where it, it becomes too much to it's process, like, oh, right. I think. And yeah. that's where Jenny, you thought that someone was going to come in to save Jenny. But then they don't come. Oh, and that's what makes that moment just so wonderful. That's a great segue into... So Joss Whedon has a penchant for killing characters. Beloved characters. Um, he definitely can't have been the first to do it. Although he is really lauded for being the most prominent to do it. And now that we live in a post-Game of Thrones world... Um, where that happens all the time. I was interested because I'm a Philistine, friends. I don't read and I don't know anything about like oldie movies. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, you guys read. So can you think of any other examples? Because Joss Whedon, for me, is the first one. And this isn't fair. I know, this again, there's guys that have been people before him. Uh, or contemporary to him or whatever. But he's the one that, that I think of as far as inci- inflicting pain on his audience by ripping away beloved characters. Is there anything in fiction that either of you can think of that stands out as far as big character death that you weren't expecting that it feels painful? I mean, I don't know about weren't expecting, but yeah. I think an iconic classic is Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. All his tragedy is every single person dies. True. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, we saw that play together. They all die. What did we see? Hamlet? Yeah. yeah. Is that what we saw? Yeah, you know, they all die. And the thing about fiction is that you, it's hard to compare Buffy with that. TV is such a different medium than mm-hmm. having a character that you're with because the payoff in their death almost makes sense. Whereas I think TV, the shocking part depending on the season you're in. Like, season two, Jenny, that's a character taken in their prime. It's tough to really care about somebody when you're reading about them and you don't have a lot of information. Whereas with Jenny, you're working not only with great writing, but you're also a visual. Yeah, it's the way other sense. people react to them, I mean, whereas it's harder in fiction. there's definitely books that are incredibly sad. Like, The Bridge to Terabithia is one that I read when I was little that like brought- I would still cry reading it now. Even like where the red fern grows, it's just two dogs that die. But that is Old literally Dan the saddest Anne. thing I've ever read in my entire life. <laughs> read it more than once, and every single time I cried like a baby. Fourth like, grade, I was scarred from fourth grade. Incredibly tragic book. Miss Jones class, saddest I'll never thing. forget. The truest love. It was just so sad. I know you don't get it, but Old Dan and Little Anne, they're buried together next to each other and a red fern is growing up out of it oh yeah right between them which is supposed to be like a sign of true love yeah so sad no creature could live in my heart like those dogs of mine so long ago starring chris christopherson dave matthews in his film debut and dabney coleman walt disney home entertainment presents the award-winning story where the red fern grows i can still hear the wind in the trees i hope to go back one day in that valley by the river where the red fern grows. Coming to Disney DVD and video this December. These kinds of deaths that we see in Joss's work, uh, specifically for me, Jenny and Wash, I thought were both shocking, Mm. are really hard to do because I think that a lot of times when a character dies, you expect it. Even with Joyce, you kind of... I don't know. I, that one no. wasn't as shocking to well, me. Well, she was sick she first. Was sick. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. But it just comes out of the blue, and so it's shocking, whereas I think a lot of times the death is telegraphed in some ways. Like, um, Kelly and I watched this Scottish show called uh, Lip Service. Mm, yeah. That was intense. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it and wants to, but it's essentially, it's a, a story set in Glasgow, and it's about a group of lesbians, and the main character ish i guess i could say cat's like the second main character frankie's probably the main character yeah frankie's probably the main character but cat is like the one that frankie's obsessed with and they're kind of the main characters and at the end of the second season or maybe in the middle it's the middle of the second season it's not like a climactic episode at all the middle of the second season 
she is kind of reconciling with Frankie. Everything's good. And she's like on the phone and she's like, yeah, no problem. We'll see you in just a little bit. Hangs up, smiles, and is immediately hit by a car and dies. And like you don't even see it. You just see her hit and then it cuts away. And the next scene is them like at the hospital. hospital yeah. And you're like, oh my God. Because they don't do that pan out even yeah. at like second before where you're like, I know. Because... Everyone's the bus shot. Yeah, the bus shot. had that moment we know the in a bus shot. car when <laughs> yeah. they're driving. You're not looking at the road. Mean looking Girls is the, the best example. Yeah. Oh, that's the day that Gina George Hey, yep. I'm in the bus shot. Oh, no. I hope a bus is in Yeah, they don't telegraph it at all. You just see. You don't even really realize that she's outside because it's so close in on her face and then she just disappears. And so that was really shocking to me in a way that Joss Whedon's deaths are. And I haven't seen them done as well, I think, in a lot of times. Like, it's. You, oh, they're always telegraphing it to you this is about to happen prepare yourself and i think with jenny even though he's been chasing her through the hallway like you still don't really expect it to well, happen like daniel said you're waiting for somebody to say something's coming you don't really worry, don't expect coming. it to happen with wash you don't think that's gonna happen <sighs> yeah. even though they're going through this like epic <laughs> chase they're like there's no way how could you do this to one of the most beloved characters in firefly yeah so i think that is something that's a little unique to joss and his stories that is rare to see outside of it is that it done in such a shocking way and i think that i mean not that i have a ton of experience with it but i think that's kind of what death always is it's always shocking even when you expect it it's still kind of shocking like you expect you know angel's a bad guy you know he wants to kill buffy's friends even when you already know johnny dies it's still kind of shocking to see it actually happen in that moment uh to quote tara mcclay <laughs> buffy asks if her mother's death was sudden she says no and yes it always is mm-hmm. well you're right like we it was telegraphed but the way they did it made it stand out like if she just died you would be like oh i i you have that jenny feeling like oh this is really hard this is going to be hard on our characters but like we're moving on we're well, pushing forward and that episode just lingers it never stopped to let you even like there is no moving on you are just going to sit in this cycle for this hour congratulations you've started watching the body have fun mm-hmm. see you next time when it's not going to be great we're still going to make it worse and just keep it making it worse as we go on and that's what makes that so powerful but you're right they sort of like the telegraphing and shows do do that still like yeah well that's what Joss Whedon gets lauded for the most is that it's mm-hmm. it's not so much that killing a character is that brave or different it's it's how you do it because there's no grandstanding there's no stalwart hero i'm facing down the barrel of the gun you know i'm gonna die this is my moment to be like have my last Uh here we go tara and wash are the the most shocking for that reason because jenny is being chased jenny is about to die or we don't know for sure but like there's odds are jenny's about to die he misses you he doesn't say anything to me but i know he does and i don't want him to be lonely I don't want anyone to. Yeah, so just to run through them real quick, Whedon versus Big Deaths, and I'm not counting anyone that's been brought back because that's good. Buffy doesn't count to me, Spike doesn't count to me, yeah. they come back, it's not a big yeah. deal. Uh, Joyce, Tara, Jonathan, Anya, Giles, and Buffy. Cordelia, also in Buffy, but Angel. Yeah. Wesley, Fred, Doyle, and Darla. Uh, Shepard Book and Wash in uh, Firefly, in Serenity, more specifically. Penny in Dr. Horrible. Mm-hmm. She's around for nothing, and then she's dead. Uh, Paul Boyd and Topher at the very end in Dollhouse. He dies very much like uh, Anya does, just unceremoniously at the very end. Um, and then Kitty Pride during Joss Whedon's writing for Astonishing X-Men, I think, which was a, a big deal. I, I didn't read those, but I know everybody's really pissed off about See, Kitty Pride all dying. All of those have merit. All of those are like, you remember all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more people who know the secret, the more it cheapens it for the rest of us. So uh, another thing, there's two pieces to a uh, fictional death, right? We have the incident, the character dying, and then we have the aftermath, which can be as powerful. So I'm glad you brought up lip service because I don't know if it's because it's a Scottish show or like what it is. Every Even Joss Whedon, the, the deaths are dramatic, but we, we feel a little bit after the fact, for sure. You get the sweeping music. There's there's something there. Lip service is fucking Nothing. brutal. There's no sound. So imagine the body, which has zero music. That scene, like, the cat dies and there's nothing. We don't really talk about it. There's no sweeping music. There's no... And then the whole time, I was like, this can't be real because we're not dealing with it in the way that I'm used to seeing it done in fiction. I know. I kept waiting for her to, like, walk out of a hospital room or something and she's just dead. Because there's no pop. There's no anything. It's just, she's dead. Life moves on. This sounds great. Frankie, the main character, leaves the fucking show. Like, 
Good. What? Awesome. Yeah. Wow. It's it's amazing. The fact that I got canceled after two seasons, I oh. can't. You know, it was so bad because the rest of the second season, like, they're all just trying to deal with it. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's possibly the most well-done death that I've seen on TV. It's so brutal. What's it, it called again? Just, it Lip just service? felt so realistic. It was really good. Yeah. Mm. Because this episode is so well written and directed it has it's has such a um like a poignant and focused theme of like angel's a psycho angel is a dark fucked up monster and we're seeing what he does to the people that he wants to inflict pain on um through the drawings through just the tension of every moment uh obviously the lead up to giles discovering jenny's body is one of the most brutal things that any person could encounter like the when he smells the rose in his face is just Mm -hmm. like it hurts so bad and grabs the the champagne champagne and and the the pedals and and he like has them both in and everything about it is just you don't feel meticulous you know she's dead And that's like, what hurts even more. Like, Giles, don't go up there. Don't experience. go up there. That sense of dread. Yeah. They do it yeah. so well. They, they tried with earlier episodes of the show to make that sense of dread. Mm-hmm. Like with Darla, like walking through, where they do it really well, but you don't, ha- you don't understand enough to have that dread. This is what they need. You mm-hmm. have to have the knowledge. We need to it, know Even the what's jump coming. cut. This is one of their first good jump cuts of Giles being at the door. He sees the body, and then the next scene is him being at the door with the police. Yeah. Which is really cool. Oh, oh God, the Anya. The selfless one. Think, the selfless one is the best oh, one of all time. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, God damn. Oh, I had not thought about that all. So the whole episode is that. It's really good and really powerful and really dark. Yeah. Where it loses it, as much as I love Giles with a flaming baseball bat... Get it, it falls off. Get it, buddy. Because we uh, we get campy music comes comes back. He's doing the rage thing, and it makes a hundred percent sense. But that should have been in the next episode. You don't have the luxury of being a slave to your, your passions. Yeah. We really should have just done. This is a fucked up episode. We should have ended with with the phone call. In my opinion, it should have ended with the phone call. Ooh. Giles calling Willow and Buffy. An angel uh, cackling. An angel I thought it ended, and yeah. I was really surprised. I forgot about. No, don't worry. Like, angel or uh, Buffy comes in to save the day and runs up a convenient staircase of boxes. <laughs> yep. It felt like a Mass Effect, like where everything is. <laughs> you can jump that, over everything. Well, no, remember reason? that episode? Or not that episode? That um, there's a level of Mass Effect where you're basically in the same factory warehouse. But to get up to a second level, you have to climb the boxes. And oh, and I was just, oh my god! And it took you a god awful amount of time to do. I don't know why I remember that, but I thought of that <laughs> in this moment. She just like ran up. And yep, just yep. showing you up. I know. You just got to run up the boxes. Just run up the Who boxes. Who doesn't know that? Don't look for ladders. I had to look on the There's internet. no need for ladders. Boxes. Uh, but the fight, the fighting was all cool. I mean, the, the stunt double for Buffy is great. Really kills it mm. and is not noticeable in any way. Nope. I had no idea that it was a different person. And uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. It, 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 fell, it fell off at the end. And I mean, even we could have even done the graveyard scene. We could have shored that up towards the, if you really wanted to make it. We're looking at Jenny Calendar's she gravestone. That's the last thing we're doing. We could have done that too. But the fight scene really sucks it all out. But. Then you would lose the scene where Giles, where Buffy says, Why did you come here? This wasn't your fight. Are you trying to get yourself killed? You can't leave me. I can't do this alone. It hurts sometimes more than we can bear. If we could live without passion, maybe we'd know some kind of peace. But we would be hollow. Empty rooms, shuttered and dank. Without passion, we'd be truly dead. I know, in a perfect world, they wouldn't have another throwaway episode. Sorry, Stacia, I know it's going to be a great episode for you. <laughs> but they wouldn't have another throwaway worst episode of the entire series to, to follow this great, <laughs> great, great, great episode of TV. But without that, you're right, though. A movie, if it was a movie, it wouldn't have a double parter. Mm-hmm. You know, in 2018, it would. It would the expanded universe of Giles' Sorrow. We would have four sequels to it. Yeah. But it was cathartic to get all of it out. And that, w- that was kind of nice. Unfortunately, it well, didn't it seems pay off with the next episode. weird to me that we could have like two-part episodes for like what's my line and that kind of stuff and then not have a two-part episode for this because it's so much more impactful yeah Yeah. 
the most generous thing you could have possibly done if we cut out the fighting, which I agree with, is they walk in on Giles as he is preparing his stuff, as he's putting the gas Mm -hmm. canister into his thing, and they walk in at that moment. And that's when Buffy punches him to stop him from packing. Yeah, that would have been better. That would have been better. Yeah, absolutely. And you achieve the same thing if you really want to put it in one episode. Because, like, even talking about it now, not only the boxes is ridiculous, but, like, I mean, it's amazing, but Molotov cocktail yeah. coming in, and then Spike. I mean, it's so demoralizing. Wheeling out of the way. Wheeling out of the way. Like, oh, well, this is so bad. All of this it's sucks. It's also just really frustrating that Angel, like, obviously Buffy is a superior fighter. She's already beat him once at the theater, right? She kicked him in the balls and then walked away. Right. She's like, not today, not but today. another day. But today is not the other day Right, either. and then Angel's killed Jenny. Yeah. She knows that this is, like, a life-or-death situation. He could possibly kill Giles, whatever. He's fighting Angel. Giles is just passed out amidst flames nowhere near him. <laughs> just passed out somewhere near fire. Somewhere on the concrete floor fire. that fire probably isn't going to spread to get to. Oh, my God. Angel just uh, suddenly looks down and goes, are you going to save your old man? And then Buffy's like, no! And leaps over. Control fire. It was a control fire. Let's... And there then was no lets fire Amber, Angel, Angel, like, scamper away. Yeah. Like, the not evil thing that he has. Like, that was just such a n- non-moment. The Orb of Thessala. If memory serves, this is supposed to summon a person's soul from the ether. Store it until it can be transferred. You know what I hate most about these things? They're so damn fragile. Must be that shoddy gypsy craftsmanship, huh? Did I have you learn anything from this episode? I don't learn things. Okay. Stacia, did you learn anything from this episode? Um, that sigh is learned. Don't think you're safe in schools, Squirt. people. Ooh. Yeah, Death ooh. can come for you anywhere. Dizark. Yikes. Yeah. 2018, Colin. I learned that death loss or any major hardship can make you react in dangerous and harmful ways. But hurting others or yourself won't change the past and it won't bring them back. Lean on your friends and family. Talk to a therapist if you have to. Find a way to heal that doesn't involve causing more pain. Unless you have anything else to add, let's yell at each other. That's the time to add things too. Daniel, what do you got to yell? Kelly, does this look like a Barnes and Noble? What's a Barnes and Noble? Passion. It lies in all of us. <laughs> oh my god. Roll credits. There's absolutely no way that a student would ever be called upon to teach class. Doesn't matter the circumstances. Thanks, though, Jenny Calendar. five hours of lesson planning. What? Get it together. Really? Me? Teach the class? Sure. Oh. Oh, wait. What if they don't recognize my authority? What if they try to convince me that you always let them leave class early? What if there's a fire drill? What if there's a fire? Willow. Joyce, I've been reading all of the parenting books. You can't surprise me. A, you're obviously a vampire slayer. That's not covered in parenting, the whatever. parenting books. But also, Joyce, don't like show your hand. Come on. You're a parent. You just know it. Don't tell your daughter you read all the parenting books. Come on. Joyce, she's read them all. Read them all. Also, it just sounds like a lie. <laughs> it's absolutely a lie. Yeah, I've read what to expect when you're expecting them for them all. It's fine. Which is not even a book. I mean, it's a it book. is. I know, but not about like, parenting. <laughs> yeah, being pregnant. But that, that's that's her extent of reading, and she thinks <laughs> that's all I needed to. I be read parent. this while you were in in utero, and I then got this. Throwback to whatever episode it was when the judge was killed, but on the previously on in the fight scene, I noticed the movie poster in the background was Quest for Camelot, and I thought that was funny. Yeah, nice. that's right. During uh, Innocence. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's cool. Do no, I, I, I always that. do it backwards. No, I know. Innocence is right. That's okay. That's killed. Surprise, it's your birthday. Surprise. Your oh, you had sex. Now your innocence is gone. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Guys, we have to talk about the scene where Jenny goes to get her Thesla. Thesla? Tesla. Tesla. The te- she goes the to get Tesla. Tesla. Orb of Tesla. Orb of Tesla. Thank you, Elon Musk. Yes. That scene was one of the worst written scenes I've ever seen on television, ever. Worst episode, worst scene, fun. worst scene of Buffy ever. But no. that shot with of her, her holding, holding the gloves. yeah, 
the orb of Thessala is iconic. That's no, that so made me mad. I was like, why is it glowing? glowing. Mm. I was so Couldn't angry. Care. <laughs> a good point. Couldn't care less. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. And then life. it glows when Angel holds it. Yeah. Love it. Which beautiful. instantly reminded me of uh, in season five when they get the orb that makes Glory all fucked up and Giles is looking at it and it's like, well, it's definitely mystical. And they're like, well, how do you know? He's like, well, it's so shiny. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> That's On a nice. side note, the orb of Tesla would make a terrible paperweight. It's the orb of Tesla, Take up not Tesla, and you know it. But what about... I didn't say Tesla, I said Tesla. Listen, what about <laughs> Romanian liturgy? Stacia, what about it? What about it? I don't know. That whole thing was really irritating. <laughs> Trying to make it sound all mystical, and she's like, well, I've created a computer program to uh, decode the Romanian liturgy and I'm like, okay, you're going to use the word liturgy in Romanian to make it sound fancy, but literally all you're saying is, I created a Google language program to translate Romanian a language spoken by at least 12 million people in English. (laughs) Yes. I mean, hey, look, all I took from that scene was Jenny Callender invented Babblefish, what would later become Google Translate. Drew doing the airplane thing with the puppy? Amazing. Like, come on, darling, you have to eat something. Well, that wasn't even. I'm getting worse at trying to do a British accent. It's because of the hour. That was very cute. Don't worry, roller boy. I've got this under control. I didn't know I was going to fall in love with you. You're not being fair, Jenny. You know he's pissed mm. at you. Oh yeah, that whole scene was such a setup. Like, oh, if, if we know well, that. she Can was I like, I didn't know I was going to fall in love with you. Looks down, waits. He doesn't react. Oh, I didn't Did mean I to say, say that. that? <laughs> Did I just knock a floppy disk over? Mm-hmm. Not yet? Okay, well, I will later at your plane. The eternally bouncing floppy disk. In real life, Giles 100% gets pegged for Jenny's murder. He goes to prison. There is zero doubt about yeah, that. We just have some questions for you. Make a call. Yeah, why not? Just make a call right over there. <laughs> I saw your phone on the way in. It's right over there. We're just going to ask you a few questions. Oh, you, there's no other person that could have possibly been have committed this murder? There's no evidence of the scene? She was dead in your bed? Your bed, drawing here. And she was your ex? That. Yeah. Yeah. You can go. You can go. That's fine. That's all the questions. Not a problem. That's we're not a real police department, <laughs> so it's weird that we're here. It's weird that we were called. We're from a different county. <laughs> we, have, we have no jurisdiction here. It's dead. like we're on TV. I'm going to have a hard time explaining this to my dad. You really think it'll bother him? Ira Rosenberg's only daughter nailing crucifixes to her bedroom wall? I have to go over to Xander's house just to watch a Charlie Brown Christmas every year. She can watch Snoopy if she wants. No, she cannot. Let, let her. Let her be. I mean, we her. get to meet Sheila in Gingerbread, and she's a fucking sure. treat, so I can only imagine that Iris. I don't know what any of that is. Oh, Moo. You just wait. I remember Moo. R.I.P. to Willow's fish. We barely know you. Willow, are you aware that there are no fish in your aquarium? I, I, think, that, I think that's all I got for yelling. Oh, except for in the, the scene that everyone hates at Dragon's Cove. Which is the name of that magic store, by the way. Yeah, he says, please, I wanted to come back to that. I, we did not really <laughs> talk about that. He says, I put I put on the spiel for the tourists. I'm like, what tour? Who the fuck is vacationing in Sunnydale? Yeah. I mean, they do have Coming a park dogs. and a mall <laughs> and a military base. My entire thought of this garbage exposition was, um, oh, hi, Jenny. Sorry about your uncle. He was my favorite customer. That orb will be $27. Okay, bye. Good doggy. Yeah, that's all I thought. Like, this is such bullshit. Hi. Can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be $18. Here go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Oh no, this whole episode as the room. I did not kill Jenny. I did not! <laughs> I mean, that, an- that analogy in the story is so apt, I would never. Why, <laughs> Jenny? I didn't recognize you. <laughs> Sorry about your uncle. <laughs> I need one more Bethesda last that. Okay, it's gonna be 20. He was my favorite. You just have to change it a little bit. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, the room. God. You know, this episode, poor episode. It's not perfect. It's, it's not. It's not perfect. It's not, but like, it's still the best one. It's, it's definitely the best. This is the biggest burning question of them all, I think. 
Why would throwing a computer onto the floor make it spontaneously <laughs> combust into flames? And him to like, this is legit. I'm gonna warm my hands. I like that he was just like, the knowledge isn't here! And throws it like he is a 300 year old vampire who doesn't understand computers. And it was all good up to that. Like, the fact that like, oh, technology is whatever. Like, that's all cool. I like all of that stuff. You know, the world has changed so much from when I was whatever. But, oh man, they fucked it up. That was terrible. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just gonna, your printer print out. Yeah. And the way he tears the paper, just like, oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh. Why did Jenny, real talk though, why did Jenny run into the room instead of leaving out the door that she got thrown into? Okay. I, I'm not the only one that saw that, right? She, like, took off into the room. <laughs> Further back into the classroom. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. All I will say about the computer thing is it is connected to electricity and that can cause sparks. And also, I worked, at, look, I worked at a call center once and their shit was not properly grounded. And one day their computer did start smoking. It did not catch fire, but it did start smoking. So there's an argument to be made. Did a vampire throw it on the ground? Yeah. That was the inciting incident, but that's not relevant in this conversation. What I'm saying is it could happen. I think it's really relevant when we're talking about vampires throwing computers on the ground. Yes. That's really what made it fire. It was Anyways, this was a really good episode with no problems. <laughs> Fantastic. Not an issue at all. Danny, don't play too much. It may not come out right. All right. Let's toss the ball around. Okay. Got to tell you about something. Shoot, Danny. It's about Lisa. Go on. She's beautiful. She looks great in a red dress. I think I'm in love with her. Go on. Let's rank this sucker. Willow Hacks, we talk about the net. 10 fucking 10, which might be a first because Jenny uses the power of computers to unlock the secret to restoring Angel's soul. That was now, my I argument. I don't know if it gets any better than that. Honestly. I don't know if we use computers for a better cause than that ever in the show. No. Now floppy disk is still sitting there waiting to grab another 10 out of 10. I mean, 10. we're going to get another 10 out of 10 in Becoming, part one. Yeah. Just for this reason. It's happening. So be ready for that. Giles, 10 out of fucking 10. Ooh. Tweed, punched in the face by Buffy. I mean, come on. Knocked out in a fire safe room. Yeah, gets beat up, kicks some ass. He has a... a bat. He has a cute conversation with Jenny regarding that book about mm. the, you know, oh. which is classic Giles, you know, before she dies. You don't need to apologize to me. <sighs> I don't think you have I'll see you tonight. Joyce. Let's get in a fight. Six. Because. What? Again, this is on the basis of Joyce gets a five when she doesn't come into the episode. So is this more good than bad? Is this better that she's here or worse that she's here? And I say six. Because in the the dinner scene again, she does ask about Buffy's life and what's going on. She is trying to feed Buffy. Granted, she doesn't actually give her any of the chicken. The chicken is there. The chicken is ready. To be eaten. No, something maybe I didn't bring up is maybe what you're going to come to, which is when she tells her that she loves her, and this is the only thing she, you know, you can call me corny if you want, mm-hmm. but this is the way that I feel about you. And then she sits down on the bed next to her. That was effective. Yeah. During the dinner scene, she's like, tell me about Angel. You know, and she's actually really cool with it. She's like, you know, he's older, but she doesn't g- get shitty about it until... She finds out they've had sex. Right. And we also have her sticking up when Angel's being an obvious creep. She's like, stay away from my daughter, basically. Yeah, hey, but what about that scene where she, like, leaves Buffy to cry against <laughs> to the comfort wall Willow. to comfort Willow? You can't fight inherent character traits, which is Joyce is always a better mom to everyone else. Monster of the Week, 10 of fucking 10. 10 Angelus, 10. the psycho killer monster. Amazing. Unbeatable. One of the best. One of the best. Relationships. Nine of ten. Mm. So everyone's super supportive and engaged. Even Drusilla and Spike have really cute moments with the dog yeah. and just like everything. But Xander is—he steals that moment of "I told you so." Mm-hmm. He's gloating when he should be supportive of his friends. But still, nine of ten is super high. Yeah, it, it might be the highest of, of all because everyone's really helping. Like, even yeah. Buffy at the end, where she's pissed and scared that Giles is going out on his own to seek vengeance. She—they comfort each other. They and, do like. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. And everyone's really heartbroken about Jenny. Obviously, we're going to forget it even happened in the next episode, but, like... Shouldn't it be <sighs> one of ten because An- Angel kills Jenny? Angel's now a monster. He's a bad guy. He doesn't count as our friends anymore. I yeah. think he counts. It's, it's He's fast and loose with hearts. friendships. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't count anymore. Not until season three. He's a friend <laughs> in our hearts, though. <laughs> totally. Episode specific. 
In my years as a watcher, I've buried too many people, but Jenny was the first I've loved. 10 of 10. (laughs) So good. So sad. So good. That is not a Joss Whedon episode is shocking to me. I I know. I thought thought, for sure he wrote this one. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because it's fucking heartbreaking. Amazing. Really Uh, well done. 55, which is officially Mm. the highest, I think, of literally any episode that's happened, even Mm. though I'm just doing season by season, uh, of which this is one. This is one out of uh, 17. And it deserves it. I don't know where to rank this. Uh, Number one. Just yeah, it's kind of criminal if you don't. <laughs> is it better than free. Prophecy Girl? That's a that's a fair. That's, that's the only for you. one. Yeah. yeah, for you only. Was so it you better than when she was bad? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I really liked that episode. That was a, that was a noise I made. Just, <laughs> it was involuntary. I was looking at that dog over there, and I just made that noise. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Don't let us sway you. Way this should be better. an honest assessment because we're gonna shame the shit out of Daniel when he fucks up. So. But what if I regret it later? Well, uh, in the finale, you can just fix it. If the show has taught me anything, is that I can do whatever I want. That's true. And I feel like that should extend to the both of you. Okay, <laughs> fine. I'm ranking it at third overall. Below Prophecy, Prophecy Girl and When She Was Bad and above Welcome to the Hellmouth Angel. Number 18. 18. Yes. Best by far of this season. Of this show so and far. And the show so far, absolutely. Yeah. This is this is masterful. It's better than Prophecy Girl? Better than Prophecy Girl. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I bothered me which Bewilder is better than Prophecy Girl. Is it masterful, though? Because we just spent a whole episode talking about the shop scene and the okay, garbage but, stuff. Out okay, did we not laugh as hard as... <laughs> yeah, we've ever laughed on the show before. That, that scene is beautiful in how bad it is. I don't mind bad stuff. I don't mind it looking bad. I just mind it when it's boring. I reiterate my argument that Jenny's death is way more impactful than Buffy's in that Buffy immediately is revived and there's no real cost. Jenny's dead. Forever. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's harsher. Is that your highest so far? By far the highest, yeah. Yeah. 29 was the highest before. People should probably realize that's right. Hell yeah. That is right. of TV. The way you write things stresses me out. I love it. Because it's so off the cuff. And I, you know, because I'm I, not paying attention. I have so. no room to talk. This is my number one for the season, but School Hard is number two, and I don't know that that even holds up though, yeah. as we've caught on. Like, which is great. I like that though. You get carried away. You know what? Looking at this again, I take back that immediately. I'm right. As long as nothing really bad happens between now and then, you'll be fine. Are you crazy? What did you say that when nothing bad is gonna happen? What do you mean nothing's gonna happen? Not until some dummy says, as long as nothing bad happens, it's the ultimate jinx. What were you thinking? What were you even thinking at all? Well, you guys don't know. Maybe this time it'll be different. Passion. Arguably the best episode of the season. Actually, you know what? No. Unanimously the best episode of this season, right? Mm. You came down on better than when she was bad? No. Mm, no, she was three. Son of a bitch. Almost <laughs> unanimously. <laughs> Close enough. Not unanimous, but in our hearts, maybe yes. somewhere deep down. Um, we're a real podcast. If you didn't know, we are at Beat Me Pod on all the things: Tumblr, Twitter. Do we have a Facebook, Instagram? Mm-hmm. Sure. We also have a website where you can find the links to all those things, and that will be at beatmepod.wordpress.com. We will include all the songs that I've featured in every episode of Spotify, as well as any song In what world does he talk about? It's it's David Boreanaz. It's not Angel even. It's David Boreanaz. Absolutely. Hello. Passion. It controls our lives. I'm I'm reading a script for a show called... Passing up on my always. I can't take me now. So we don't do voiceovers at all? Yeah, that was cool. Oh.
Whisper is the best. And that's for Gummy Quartz. And then Buffy has a voice on the For uh, where the wild things are. Or, or the beasts. Something like it's easy. Listen, hard to build and trust from a distance. I think we should rule out commitment for now, cause we're falling apart. Even, you're just doing that to get even. Don't pick up the pieces, just leave it for now to keep falling apart Passionate from miles away, passive with the things you say Passing up on my own ways, I can't blame you now Three things clinking, four things clinking, five things clinking. Wait, who's wait. Gonna be here? Let me finish. Six things clinking. clinking. Wait, no, you're gonna have to let me keep going. Seven things clinking. Rolf is in difficult people. He's a main character, and no. I love it. Shit. Yeah. You suckers are going down. They're gonna wipe their asses with your serves. Piss all over your faces. Okay, Rolf. Oh, 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 oh. That's we true. Got, we, 